Tonight's CONCACAF Champions League final will determine this region's entrance in the next Club World Cup. CF Monterrey and Club America, two giants of Liga MX, are up for the title. Felipe Cardenas is here to tell us what to expect from the game. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Thursday, October 28th. Felipe, thank you for joining the show. We have talked about Club America before on this show, so we'll get to them in a bit. But let's start with the CONCACAF Champions League Finals. Other participants, CF Monterrey. Tell me a little bit about what their path was was to... I'll start that over. What their... <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what their path was to the final. Uh, what should we look for from them in this game? And just generally, what kind of team are they? Yeah, well, thanks for having me back, Alex. Uh, I think, you know, Monterey's path to the CONCACAF Champions League final was easier, if you will, than Club America's. And, you know, in the round of 16, they played Club Atletico Pantoja from the Dominican Republic and beat them 6-1 on aggregate. Now, remember, remember that, because I think down the road, I, I may talk about why that sort of matchup is, is frowned upon now in Mexico. Uh, but from there, they defeated the Columbus crew 5-2 on aggregate after a 2-2 draw in the first leg. Uh, and then they eliminated the Liga, the, the defending Liga MX champs, Cruz Azul, um, 5-1 on aggregate. So at the time, this was, I guess, don't quote me, I think that was September-ish, August, September. Uh, they were somewhat rolling. You know, they were doing what they are expected under the new manager, Javier Aguirre, who those that are listening to, he's one of the top managers in, in Mexico, I guess, historically. He's a former Atletico Madrid manager, the former uh, Mexico national team manager. He was the manager at the 2002 World Cup. Uh, and at the time, you know, they, they were they were scoring goals, playing well. And even today, they, they're, they've scored 18 goals in Liga MX, uh, but they've given up 14. And I think that's the story of this Monterey team coming into the final. They are not playing well. They, they're coming off an October 1st loss to Club Juarez in, in Liga MX, who was in 15th place. And almost immediately after they lost that game in Liga MX, which was a, a deflating defeat, the club's social media account actually started tweeting about the CONCACAF Champions League final, um, which is <laughs> two weeks, more than two weeks away. And it, the hashtag was like, we're going for our fifth, basically, because if they win a CONCACAF Champions League final, That'll be or CF Monterey's fifth uh, title um, in that tournament, and so and just just to, to to close them out, you know, Javier Aguirre gave you know after that loss, he's calling this final against Club America quote a golden chance to redeem ourselves. So it's a team in a slump. It is a very popular and well-funded team in Mexico, and they have good players and a good coach. They're just not playing well. So they're looking at this game this basically continental championship as a way to get their season back on track which is sort of an interesting place to be uh for 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 pretty much any team um yeah it's true i mean they it's gotten to the point where they're going to be in the league you know but they 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 likely won't be hosting a match in monterey uh and now they have a, a hill to climb domestically so they see this this final as a way to just you know get a trophy and and like you said just kind of turn the page on, on a disappointing uh, apertura season and 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 beat a team that they want to beat desperately a, a big club in club america 
Last time we spoke on this show about Club America, you mentioned that the team is wanting to get back to the to where they want to be or some something to that effect. But you know, I listened to this and I went back and sort of looked up their re- recent record. They won Liga MX in 2018. They won Copa MX in 2019. They won the Champions League in 2016, which is five years ago. But it's the Champions League. You know, it's it's you can't win it every single year, or maybe you can. Is uh, is that sort of the expectation that's surrounding? Club America, for anybody that's not familiar, can you sort of like sum up what it is to to have expectations at a club like that? Yeah, I mean, a three-year drought, a three-year domestic league drought is a big concern for a club like Club America. You know, they are, they're a rich and powerful team. They are accustomed to success. They are very accustomed to having the best roster in Mexico full of internationals, not just Mexico internationals. The whole point of Club America is, is bringing the best players to the club, no matter where they are. And they've had some big time players over the years and, and very popular coaches. Uh, you know, the Champions League is a trophy that they expect to win every year. And they're they're always the favorite. They're always the the they've never been like a just a contender they've never been a dark horse you know club america is always the 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 big favorite to win the champions league and to tell you how important the trophy is and how important that the results are in that tournament for club america you know miguel uh, herrera the piojo el piojo uh, he he won the last two if i'm not mistaken league mx titles for club america uh, then was eliminated by LAFC in, in last season's Champions League, and it cost him his job. Uh, and, and so from there, they go with Santiago Solari, who was briefly the Real Madrid manager, but still uh, one of the icons at the club at Real Madrid. Uh, and he's bringing with him sort of all that cachet. Uh, and, and this is kind of similar to Monterey, is that it is sort of this first big opportunity for Club America to win that trophy that they expect to win and then have that momentum into, into League Asia and potentially win the league under Solari as well. So, I mean, from what I read and what people tell me uh, in, in Mexico, it's like Club America, I think, is the most pressure-filled job right below the Mexico national team. And a lot of people in Mexico say that the Mexico national team is – just slightly below being president of Mexico as far as pressure. So that tells you where Club America is. They're like right there in the top three of most, of most pressure-filled roles in, in, in the country, if not in North America. So, yeah, I mean, the expectations for them are always going to be high, and the expectation to deliver is always going to be there. Well, to the extent that Club America, with all their resources and all their great players, can have like problems, quote unquote, what are the problems? What has led them to this point to where they need to get back to where they once were? Yeah, I mean, I think letting go of Herrera, you know, Pio Herrera, who is a very popular figure in Mexico. Now he's the, t- the Tigres manager. So it's not like they got rid of a coach that was no longer relevant. Uh, it just didn't work out between the two. I think there were some, there was some, some issues in the front office with Herrera as well, but like, Losing to LAFC was was embarrassing. It was an embarrassing loss for Club America. And now under Solari, I think the issues more are like are based on aesthetics, aesthetics and play style. Uh, it, it's he has the this ability to to coach this team to wins. They continue to win, but there is an inability right now to win a trophy with a very good team. You know, last year they were eliminated by Pachuca in the Clausura quarterfinals, which was a huge, huge upset, huge upset. Uh, and then 
they later watched their, you know, their Mexico City rivals, Cruz Azul, win the league. And so, you know, when I was in Los Angeles for the All-Star game recently, in August, I was, I was talking to a Club America official, uh, and he told me, you know, very bluntly, you know, Solari has to win a trophy. And, and I think that's the implication here. The implication is that, it, like, it has to happen now. It's not like this is a short-term or long-term plan. Uh, that's the sort of pressure that Solari is already in, even though his team is top of the table in Liga MX. But this is a trophy. This is a, a tournament. This is a game uh, and a series that they expect to win. Well, this is, of course, an all-Mexican final, as the CONCACAF Champions League tends to be. Um, but it also takes place right after Liga MX and MLS announced an expanded Leagues Cup uh, it's a competition between just those two leagues, where the, both leagues will take a month off of their domestic schedules to play against each other. There's going to be a lot of media attention on this event. It was a big announcement uh, right around All-Star Weekend when you were in Los Angeles, uh, right near that uh, that time. Uh, the Champions League, in a purely sporting sense, Felipe, is still the biggest prize in the region. If you win that, you go to the Club World Cup, so that is just the rung on the ladder that it is. And the League's Cup still just gets you places in the Champions League. That's like the carrot at the end of that stick. So there is a clear hierarchy here that the Champions League is still on top of. However, in terms of media attention and publicity, it seems like the League's Cup is trying to take a run at the Champions League in terms of relevance. How do you see the relationship between these two competitions working out, maybe in the short and long term, as they kind of start to develop alongside each other? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question because you're right regarding the hierarchy. The Champions League is still, you know, the, sort of the premier uh, continental tournament uh, in club football in North America. But it, I think it's pretty clear that both leagues, Liga MX and MLS, uh, took some, some initiative here in, in expanding the League's Cup. Uh, clearly, they have the backing of, of, of CONCACAF as the governing body. But you know, I think, in my opinion, based on the way it's being rolled out, and I'm talking about the Leagues Cup and the fact that it's all teams from MLS, all teams from Liga MX, taking a month off, playing this big tournament, uh, and and the stakes are higher, the the bonuses should be higher. You know, I think that is 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 a way of showing that eventually they would like the Leagues Cup to be the most visible sort of tournament between, uh, especially Liga MX and MLS. Those are the two biggest leagues in North America. Now, remember what I, when I mentioned the Dominican Republic, that that team, um, you know, facing Monterey, you know, when I spoke to a source from a Liga MX club just very recently when they announced the expansion of the Leagues Cup, you know, one of the things that he told me is this, there's, there is a deterioration of quality in his opinion. And, and he was speaking for a lot of other officials in Liga MX, the quality of the camp of the Champions League. He believes, and this is from a source at a Liga MX club, that the officiating continues to be very poor. You know, these big, uh, you know, rich Mexican clubs are taking high-priced uh, rosters to these uh, sort of unknown teams throughout Central America and the Caribbean. They're taking a lot of risk. You know, players are being injured. There's a player that that fractured his leg for Club America last year uh, in sort of in, in one of their opening round games. And, and, and they see this as a declining competition. They're very high on the Leagues Cup, though, because it's a, way, it's a new source of revenue. It's a, it's a way to sort of almost guarantee that the level of play is going to be better. 
Um, but the Champions League has a big role, you know, and they've even expanded and changed their format. And, you know, there's a quote from Victor Montagliani, the CONCACAF president, who said, you know, fans want to see knockout competitions. They want to see those knockout situations. And that's what the Champions League is going to become much quicker than before. Uh, and, and so I think eventually they will have to find a way to 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 coexist, but I believe that the least cup is eventually going to be that, that big, big CONCACAF tournament. That's the one that'll get the most eyeballs, I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that develops. Uh, Felipe, it wouldn't be an appearance on, uh, your appearance on this show without me putting you on the spot with a question that we didn't discuss (laughs) beforehand. But, uh, like I said, it's an all Liga MX final in this CONCACAF Champions League. We've had MLS teams in the final before, but no MLS team has ever won it. What do you think it's going to take? for an MLS team to finally win a CONCACAF Champions League? Yeah, it's a very interesting question because I think there are a lot of ways that MLS teams can be more competitive. You could talk about opening up the spending, allowing them to have stronger rosters. That is what's getting the Mexican teams you know, annually to the final and winning it. Just the, the, the roster, the skill level is just so much higher on the Mexican side. I think one of the problems that MLS has is also trying to prioritize what they do first like the top clubs in mls in the current format the, the, under the current restrictions those teams some of them have proven to be equipped to get to a final toronto fc getting to a final um in i believe 2017 2018 that was a very good team uh but can can mls teams sort of prioritize and balance both competitions so far no one has proven to do to be able to do that in mls so bottom line it's right now it there is the gap is closing i think if you ask most people on both sides of both mls and league mx they see that the gap is closing and i think that's why they see league's cup as being so attractive because they're going to get matchups between different size clubs around um, Liga MX and MLS, the quality should be better. But for an MLS team to to be a favorite, also not just to win. I mean, there there are two different levels here. We're talking about to win it. I think it has to be there has to be a little bit of luck involved, no injuries, getting through the tournament, getting a favorable matchup, winning games at home, winning games away, uh, and, and then eventually to become a favorite in this tournament for an MLS club to become a favorite in the CONCACAF champions league, you need to be able to look at that roster top to bottom, you know, the seven subs and say, this team is one of the best teams in North America. And I just don't think that happens hardly ever on the MLS side without talking about that Toronto team, but it's still a long way to go for an MLS team to be up there with the club America, with a Tigres, with a Monterey, where top to bottom, skill from goalkeeper to the 17th man that's a team that you that you that you see as a favorite in an international tournament still ways to go the CONCACAF Champions League final is tonight at 10 p.m on FS1 in English or if you prefer it in Spanish it will be on today and as well Felipe thanks for joining the show thank you Alex Elsewhere in soccer today, Real Sociedad will look to continue their good start to the La Liga season with a game at 1 p.m. Eastern against Celta Vigo. That's on ESPN+. In Serie A in Italy, Napoli looks to stay competitive at the top with a game against Bologna at 2.45 p.m. on Paramount+. 
The show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get an ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day, all one word. Thank you so much for listening. Happy soccer to you all.